Hello and welcome to the Leading the Line podcast. Uh, Chris here, hope you're doing well and staying safe. And we're here for a kind of quick bonus mini pod type dealio because um, we had some midweek fixtures in the SWPL2 and of course in the uh, Women's Champions League as well with Glasgow City. But of course, I'm not doing it by myself. That'd be mental. Uh, of course, joined by Campbell Phillips. Campbell, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad, Chris. Got a, a different room tonight and a beer and watching. United, so it's different, but we can multitask and hopefully get another good pod in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so this isn't going to be a big long one because we've only got four games to talk about. Um, there were three games in SWPL2 uh, during midweek, two games called off, um, but that's, that's by the by. Uh, but let's start on the Champions League. Campbell, uh, Wednesday night, Glasgow City hosted Piedmont United in their first qualifying round. Uh, I was down at Broadwood for the game. <laughs> it was... Uh, yeah, Glasgow City now, Piedmont United now. Uh, Glasgow City won 6-5 on penalties. Um, I think that's probably, I don't know about you, Campbell, but that's definitely one of the most um, lacklustre, there's a, there's a nice polite word for it, lacklustre uh, performances I've seen from Glasgow City in a long time. Yeah, it was, it was a tough 90 minutes. Um, I was going to go myself, and then obviously you go, and I thought, I'm oh, no bother, and just as well, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, our aggregate 12-1 prediction was obviously miles off. <laughs> and City just, City just never seemed to get going. Like They were lucky, to be fair, not to be behind early on. P went at the header where I think it was Rachel McLaughlin's leg and straight to Lee Alexander in goal. But they, they just didn't create much. I mean, their keeper, when she had to, was making good saves. But City just never... They just weren't there. It was it was a strange one. I messaged you just, after, just before the penalties and said they're going to win this here. But... They were they were lucky, and I think a better team certainly would have punished them. And given how they've started in the league and where they got to in the Champions League last season, it was a, a real surprise. But at the end of the day, they're through, and I suppose that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it came across on, on the telly, but being in the ground, the 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 first thing that struck you very quickly was um, how up for it Piment were, and then secondly, how well drilled they were. So they they pretty much stuck in it was kind of a four four one one four five one kind of mix and match. Um, but yeah, they were incredibly well disciplined throughout. And Glasgow City just, just couldn't get going. They made a few changes from, from Sunday. Um, but yeah, it was such a strange, strange performance. And you're right, I think if uh, P-Mount had a little bit more composure up top, and um, they had a couple of times where they, they kind of broke through and they made the wrong decision, either the pass ball or the, the shot was tame, then at halftime it could have been very different. Got with change at halftime, bringing on Tyler Toland uh, for Shan Wojcik. Got a little bit of a bounce, um, Kirsty Howitt had a... a Chance really close to goal. Good save, as you say, from an Avery Burke, who had a, a pretty good game. But yeah, again, they kind of had a little bit of momentum. It kind of died again. Then Maddie Fulton came on. It got a little bit of momentum for a wee while. She probably had the best chance um, of, of the 90 minutes for, for Glasgow City, but a really good save with the, with her feet from Mead Burke. Um, and then, yeah, that was really it. Um, they had a chance towards the end, Kirsty Howitt. Probably looked the most lively up top. She was working hard, but... There was a lot of frustrated shouts um, coming from the pitch on Wednesday night. It was nothing really seemed to come off. Um, yeah, not not thrilling. But as you say, penalty shootout. Um, Lee Alexander likes a penalty shootout. Campbell, um, and as you mentioned, it's, you said you felt it was going to be comfortable. Or you felt that Sethi were going to win. But I'll tell you something: it was still pretty tense uh, in the stand. It was a good penalty shootout. To be fair, I mean. I can't remember exactly what the score was, but penalty 6-5 maybe, but um, 
a lot of times you see penalties they they can be pretty dire. So the fact that they were all scoring was, was always good to watch there. Um, but yeah, two important saves for Lee Alexander obviously put City through, and it's, yeah, it's lucky it's not a way anyone wants to play, especially having played on Sunday, playing again this week. Um, so for them to go the full distance, I wouldn't think any side that expected it, but uh, City get through and. There's not really that much for us to analyse. It was, it was a pretty tired game, and City got the out, came out on top. So I mean, that's that's pretty much all there is to it. And obviously they get a, another draw. We'd look to see them go through, but play like they did against Beamout, and it certainly won't be a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I mean it is pretty hard to. It's kind of uh, I think I said on, on Wednesday night when I speak to somebody about it. I kind of feel the same way as I did after like the Albania and Finland games. I just. It was that same kind of performance where I just don't I don't really know what to say. It was just all a bit disjointed, out for a little lethargic. But they got the job done. And sometimes good teams get jobs done. And that's that's certainly what City did against Piemont. You've mentioned also the draw that, that happened today. They've been drawn away to Valour of Iceland. Um, last played them nine years ago, uh, defeating them 4-1 in aggregate. Uh, Lisa Evans scoring three of the goals in that in those two-legged ties. Um, we talked about like the one-legged nature of it with Piemont United and how obviously on Wednesday went to extra time and penalties but a, a trip to Iceland sounds sounds like a, a, a good challenge but reading Scott Booth's comments he's obviously said that's probably the toughest the draw they could have got the, the options that were available to them obviously the other one was CSK Moscow in the in the draw and they've recently played Chertanovo and kind of defeated them quite comfortably in the end over two legs one leg away from home it's it's not going to be easy Sayer obviously big favourites of the night so they could they got away with being slightly under par, but against the likes of Valor, as you're saying, who they've played before and will, put, will give them a challenge, it's never easy going across there, obviously, Iceland. City will look at it as a game they should win, but again, they'll, they'll have to go into it and be wary because it won't be, won't be an easy task. No, it, uh, it certainly won't. So that game is scheduled for the 18th and 19th of November, so it's only a week and a half away at the time we record. Um, and obviously, as soon as we see what happens with that. I, I, unfortunately, I don't think either of us will be going to Iceland anytime soon. Um, so, yeah, that'll be, a, that'll be a telly job, I think, for that one. Um, but as also midweek SWPL2 action, um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, uh, Aberdeen, St. Johnson, and Dun United against Glasgow were both called off, but there were still three games. Um, Wednesday night, we had Kilmarnock against Southern Uni and Burnham Thistle against Queen's Park. But let's go to Thursday, first of all, Campbell, because you were there uh, down at Lockinch for Partick Thistle 1, Hamilton Ackes 3. Do you want to give us your assessment of the game? Um, yeah, Aki's were a lot better than Sunday. They started started really well. I mean, they could have been ahead in the first 20 seconds. Really, early came there a chance. It was a good save from uh, Jade Bailey in the Thistle goal. And I think Aki's Thistle had chances themselves, but Aki's got that fairly early goal through uh, George McTeer, who had just sort of went rampaging from defence straight up front and then stayed in the box for Bailey dropped it and she had a tap in there. And Thistle, uh, Aki's were for direct, pretty much the first half with a better side towards the end. Um, Thistle came in a wee bit and then first minute of the second half again Aki's had a chance Lauren Evans went close and then Thistle from pretty much then on up until Aki's got that second goal looked the more likely they weren't creating was maybe their main problem but they were getting players forward they obviously then got their goal it was, it was great work for Claire Doherty and to cut the ball back to Cheryl Rigdon and it's a great finish for her as well but Thistle just for all the pressure they had they just didn't look like putting the ball in the net and that ended up costing them and then Aki's got a corner. I was a bit lucky the way the ball fell eventually. Lauren Evans forced it through. 
And from then on, this was much as they were still in the game, you kind of sensed that goal kind of knocked the stuff in them a wee bit. And Aki's looked more likely to go on. And then you know, five minutes later, Kirsty McIntosh scored a raker for 30, 40 yards out. And that, that did kill the game off, really. So it was one where it could have went either way. But I think over the piece, Hamilton were probably the better side and deserved to get the three points. It was the perfect way for them to bounce back for Sunday. I'm glad you addressed the, the riddle that I found myself watching the highlights, which is why was George McTeer away up that end of the park. So it's good to, uh, good to hear that that was because she just decided to go wild and uh, go for it. But uh, yeah, because um, pilots were up for all these games uh, or there was live streams as well um, for the Birmingham Thistle uh, Queen's Park game, which we'll talk about. So that's great. So we've got something to talk about in all of them. Um, I think you talked totally right as well with the Park Thistle goal. Really good work from Claire Doherty. I think we've talked about how if Thistle are going to do well this season, she she will be part of it. Um and obviously Long Evans and then the Kirsty McIntosh goal, bit of a bit of an SWPL2 goal a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, still scoring from that distance is, is always um, a great thing to see. Um, Partick Thistle, Campbell, uh, there was a lot of chat about the fact that they brought in Brian Graham, Ross Dorkey, Ricky Foster as the management team. It got a lot of positive noise. Um, I kept my powder dry a little bit because I wanted to see how they performed. They kind of thought that this would be... In better shape at this stage in the season. Um, what, what you've seen Thistle twice now live. What, what's your thoughts on Thistle so far this season? I mean, against United, we both saw them. Obviously, it was it was really the game of two halves. Where on going forward, they looked fairly decent defensively. Again, they were play, they were pretty solid. I mean, it, it took a, a good. I took a set piece. Sorry for United to to break them down that day, but they didn't look a bad side. Whereas playing there last night again, there was large spells where they were on top, but there's just these periods where they seem to just switch off. I mean, it was the same same against United where they came back, obviously got their equaliser and probably should have won it. And then again last night, Aki's did make them pace. I mean, there's definitely positive signs there for this, but I think the way they keep they keep just switching off for periods in the game really does cost them. And you can't afford to do that in SWPL too. I mean, they got away with it on the opening day. I think first half, they were maybe a bit lethargic against Queen's Park. And then obviously second half ran away and 3-0 looks quite comfortable. But, some of the better teams are they are costly, causing them these bother, these problems. And Aki's in the end made them pay for that last night. I mean, they've got good players. We mentioned Claire Dockett already. Emma Craig, when I've seen Emma Craig, um, she has uh, played pretty well. She scored a good goal um, at the weekend against St. Johnson. And I think we both said in the Dundee United game that she was probably their standout player before they came off. Um, I think it's just the case of, as still early in the season, obviously, long season, all, all that usual chat. Uh, but yeah, it's probably not the start that a lot of people expected from Thistle, but we've got a long way to go. And as we've already seen in SWPL2, people are beating people all over the shop. Um, important bounce back, bounce back win for Aki's old Campbell um, after the disappointment at the weekend. Yeah, Hamilton were a lot better last night. Um, I saw them against Boromir, obviously, on their stream, and then at the weekend against Glasgow Women, and they never really got going. And I think Gary Doctor said that himself, where it was just a case of working out what was wrong. But after the game last night, he was saying that he was he was a lot more, more pleased with the way they played. Um, also, Fisher was saying got back into it a wee bit and had that spell on top, but Aki's was still pretty much preventing them from creating anything. And then obviously got themselves the goal. So it was a game they deserved to win and it was a lot better and more like the Aki's we're used to seeing. And I think playing like that, they'll win more games than they'll lose. So it's definitely positive for them to bounce back and just say they'll, be, they'll just be glad to get back to winning ways. But it was, it was quite an impressive performance in spells last night. Yeah, um, yeah, and as I said, highlights are up there, so I think Aki's and SW have put highlights out for that one as well. Oh, and Thistle, 
everybody's put highlights. There have been tons of highlights for this one. So, yeah, you'll get all different perspectives on it. Uh, but let's go back to Wednesday night, Campbell, um, and the other two games that happened midweek. Uh, let's start at Rugby Park, Kilmarnock to Stirling University 1. Uh, both sides came into the game not having registered a victory this season. And we got a little bit of scenes, which we obviously like to talk about. Um, but yeah, a quick start from Kilmarnock, Rebecca Gold uh, tapping in, I thought after a bit of good work. A penalty for Stirling University after a pretty fair handball, I think it's, it's fair to say, Campbell. Uh, as I say, Bethany Kerr equalising from the spot. And then Kirsty Monroe um, coming back after giving birth to a child. She put a tweet out saying, basically, it's amazing to be back and scoring a winning goal um, for Kilmarnock. And she's a, a bit of a killer life as well. I think she's been at the club for nearly... 20 odd years and she works at the club as well so that'll be great for her but it's a good result for Kilmarnock um, and obviously getting their first win of, of the season Yeah I mean Kelly but obviously disappointed losing so late on against Arkies but they've fought back with two late winners in the last two games and as we've seen after that game on Wednesday night they seem to be the team to go to for scenes they love it and we love it so I mean you can't complain with that um, delighted for Rebecca getting her goal uh, to put them ahead I know she's She's been through a lot recently with, with injury and things like that, and it was a tough one again, but she's playing through the pain barrier, but delighted for her to get a goal, um, so you know how hard she's been working, so it was it was good work from Castimino in the first place. The, the Sterling defending was dreadful. I mean, they all seem to get dragged towards the ball. It's a great ball for Custy O'Brien through to Castimino in the first place, and she's done what you should do for that position, low and hard across the keeper, and then obviously Becca's in the right place at the right time, but the defence all... Then the left back carried the ball in the first place and missed it, which gave Kirsty that space. And then when she had the shot, the two centre halves again were dragged to her. And it left so much space for yeah, for Rebecca Galton. She's come in obviously saying it's tough to run, but she's managed to be on there, as you say, right place, right time to put the ball in the net. So it wasn't for her to get that goal. And then Sterling, as we say, came back into it, but it looked from the Twitter updates, my view, that Kelly again were the side that looked more likely to win it. and when you got that late tweet coming through, it wasn't really any surprise, I think, was they were used to them getting these late goals. It's a deflection on the shot, yeah, but it was Kirsty's goal and you saw how much it meant to them and it was, it's great for Kelly, obviously, just mentioned the defeat they had. So to come back, two wins for two. They do have a depleted squad through injuries, but they're playing that Thistle side that we're seeing there who are a wee bit off form. So it's a game both had to look to win on Sunday and it is quite an entertaining one coming up for Echo Marnock. Yeah, absolutely too. It's a Friday night, it's the end of the working week, I'm making mistakes all over the joint at the moment, so good job Campbell's here correcting me, because uh, as you say, two wins from two as opposed to the first one of the season. Um, I mean, like, I think you're right in terms of the defending for the Stirling University goal, but it's been two narrow losses for Stirling Uni. Um, is there kind of some shoots of recovery for them in terms of when we think about how they performed in that open day of the season going forward? It looks like it. Um I mean, obviously, we saw them against Glasgow and then it was a very one-sided game. They were never really looking like scoring. So, for that to happen, it's never the way you want to start the season. And obviously, three defeats doesn't look great, but that's two narrow defeats and the pain for them is they're just seemingly not focusing right to the very end and that's twice I've lost goals and stoppage time um, to lose to St Johnston and now Kilmarnock, obviously. So, there's, there's definitely signs of improvement for Craig Beveridge there and I know it's tough, obviously, with try to compare the university life and then focus on your football there as well but there's there's definitely positive signs for them and I mean, they played Boromir I think at the weekend and that's a game they'll look at as one they can get some points in so it's there's definitely positive signs there but I think ultimately they have to be disappointed with no points from their opening three games 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move on to the final game of midweek. Oh, in fact, so before we move on to the final game, Campbell, just want to make a wee comment. I think I, t- I tweeted out about it. Uh, Kilmarnock using their men's Twitter to cover the game on Wednesday night. Um, I think it's a pretty good thing. And the thing about it as well is that the women's account was still going out as well. But in terms of... I, I was having a look at the replies, Campbell, because we know about the kind of... the nature of social media. Um, but what I noticed with the replies to the, the Kelly tweets, um, and I think this is maybe something that needs to be noticed by lots of other people, is it, it all seemed pretty positive from people that were following the, the Kelly men's account. And it's just a, an easy way, especially on a night where the men's team isn't playing, to kind of raise the profile of the women's side of the club. Definitely, it's always a positive sign. Um, Rangers are one as well, actually, recently, where you've seen a lot of people asking for streams and things of the game. So it's definitely good that people are wanting to. They want to come and see these games again. I know a few clubs have tried and they're planning on trying to get games streamed. Um, it worked pretty well on the next game we'll go to, but it's it's good, definitely. And as you're saying, Kelly, we're getting updates on the men's and the women's Twitter. And it's always positive when you get a win as well. So that hopefully entice folk to come back once they can eventually get into watch games. And hopefully that'll help to boost the profile for the Kelly women's side. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right to mention that there is other clubs that are doing it as well. Rangers are one that have briefly spring to mind to myself too. But last game we're going to talk about, um, let's up Periscope because that's the game, that's where it was being shown on a Wednesday night. I'm sorry, but not really. Uh, Burnham Thistle won Queen's Park 3. Um, Burnham Thistle took the lead through Helen Templeton, uh, but three goals from Manny Crooks, Manny Fife and Sophie McGoldrick. Um, another win for Queen's Park. Um, for Burnham It's it, it feels like they could be like a result away from maybe getting a couple more, but at the moment it seems to be quite tough going. Mm-hmm. There was there was positive signs when I saw Boromir against Akis. They defended really well there and then obviously got themselves that goal, but I think then taking the heavy defeat to Aberdeen would have dented their confidence, obviously, but they've come back and lost two games fairly narrowly and taking the lead the other night at home to then go on and lose it. They will be disappointed with that, but like Sterling, they'll look to that game on Sunday as one they can take full points from. So it's it's going to be intriguing to see them go up. There's a, there's a few interesting clashes on Sunday, but um, it's, it's one for Boromir again, where as much as there's these positive signs, losing all your opening games isn't exactly how you want to go. So it was good to see the game um, being streamed. It looked to be a fair few folk watching it, so that's always a plus as well. But it, it's Queen's Park who, in the end, they're getting all the plaudits. Yeah, 3-1 win. Um, one of the goals, I think, was a particularly well-worked move. Uh, yeah, we, we both, we actually messaged each other and said, I just saw you log in and I thought, because the, the timing's meant I could watch a wee bit of it at halftime uh, when I was down at Broadwood. But yeah, it's great to see another team getting the games out there um, and more more of that. Be, be awesome. But yeah, good one for Queen's Park. Uh, Borough New York, as you say, big game uh, this weekend um, against Southern University. Uh, that's that's kind of it for this kind of mini, let's be honest, pretty chaotic pod because I've been talking nonsense for quite a long part of it. So it's a good job, Campbell, so you have to keep me right. Um, but yeah, so we will also be back next week. Uh, we're working on some interviews again. Um, so we're just waiting to kind of confirm dates with uh, some people and we'll get them out to you soon. But um, before I go, big thank you to everybody who listens. We obviously hit the 10K plus mark uh, the, during the week. Well, last week, maybe in the week before. I'm not very good at keeping track of the analytics. Um, much to Campbell's annoyance on a regular basis when he asks me, and I go, eh, some people. <laughs> but it's definitely over 10,000. So thank you very much, very much for everybody that listens. It is really appreciated. But um, for now, Campbell, thanks so much for coming on. Yes, again, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks very much for listening. Stay safe, and I'll speak to you again soon.